Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're gonna mouth off too. Bam! This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Let's get this party freaking started. Okay, guys, <laughs> I couldn't have ended the podcast without having a conversation with one of my favorite human beings who we knew know as Courtney Robertson, <laughs> the most epic villain of all time. <laughs> <laughs> To this day, no one has topped you. Isn't that something you like hang your hat on, you know? Uh, hang my hat on, you know. People are always like, oh, you won it. And I'm like, oh, it just was like, gosh, it was 10 years ago. I think, yeah, like the skinny dipping thing, looking back, like now, I'm just like, gosh, wow. Like that was probably like a standout, you know, thing. <laughs> At the time, it was like, Wow. I'm like, I can't believe that I did that. <laughs> I mean, I'm so proud. What a moment that no one will ever forget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If anyone doesn't know, Courtney won Ben Flanick's season of The Bachelor and they dated for some time afterwards. And then she wrote a fantastic book. Um, I think one of the best Bachelor-esque books and now she is a wife and a mama and oh my god what a what a journey oh so much has happened in the last year since i last recorded with you I know. you were in town and i had just been dating my husband and i think i was debating going instagram official <laughs> you were you were you were like should i post this picture like i, I was like yes post i think you did actually too like after that i did oh. And now you're All married. It's like it. a little push. I know. And now we're married. We bought a house. We planned a wedding. We had a baby boy. And now we have a little girl on the way. Oh so, my God. Oh, we just lit it up. Well, okay. So, <laughs> and I also have Facebook questions. And since we're on the topic of married life, um, we had a few Facebook questions. First off, about just, we kind of heard a little bit. Well, actually, we didn't because you didn't really, you were just dating him at the time. So, we didn't share how y'all met. Did we? Oh, did I don't we? know. That I don't think we did, did because we didn't want to like vocalize it into existence before it became something. Right. Probably not. So I now mean, you get I... to share the story. <laughs> okay. Well, um, it's, I actually DM'd him. I, uh, yeah, I like, I, you know, I looked in my feed and it's like who liked your photos and I saw like, I saw him and I clicked Every once in a while, I would click on, like, see. Like, oh, that guy looks kind of cute. And it turns out he had been liking my photos for, like, two years. Oh. But, yeah, I just had never seen him. And um, I'm like, oh, he lives in Arizona. Kind of, you know, trolled his page. Oh, he's cute. And then his name's Umberto. And I was like, gosh, I, I feel like I've met him. So I just wrote him, like, hey, where have we met before? Or have we met before? And he's like, I remember if I met you. with Like, a winky face. <sighs> And then I didn't write him back for a couple of days. I was just like, eh, what well, you know. And then oh he wrote me God. again. And then he's like, well, did you figure it out? And honestly, I hadn't at that point in time. It took me a couple of dates. And then I realized a girl, one of my old girlfriends went out with him like 10 years prior. 
You're kidding. I swear. And I go, I figured it out. And I was like, yeah, did you go out with, you know, a girl named so-and-so? And and she just would talk about this guy. And And how great he was. Yeah. And she wanted more. And he just (laughs) at the time did it, you know? And so, yeah, that was, I figured it out. And yeah, we just started dating and um, he moved. We met in April and he moved in in July. That's amazing. (laughs) When you know, you know. Well, yeah, and I know you're single, and I just, and I remember my friend saying that, like, hey, like, I was so discouraged before I met him and the dating. I had been dating it up, and <sighs> um, I, I remember, like, the week before I messaged him, I was like, I think I'm starting to lose hope. I, I am right now actively losing hope. It's really bad. Are you? Yeah, I am. It's not a good feeling, huh? No, I just, I keep, like... Like I went on a date with this guy that I, I've, I really like and, and, you know, and then he ghosted me and I'm just like, are we still, are we still doing this? Like I'm at the point in my life for one, I'm just like, I know that like the guy that's going to be the one for me is going to be the one that pursues me. And like, even if he's not in town, he'll call me and ask me how I'm doing or, you know, or say, I can't wait to see you again. Like, can we schedule the next date, even if it's like a week from now? Like, that's a turn on to me. And then you have to hold out for that. I would say you have to stay true to your personal preferences. And I had dated from a guy, uh, a couple Frosted Flakes. And uh, and it's disappointing. Like, for example, I had like, before I met my husband, there's a guy. And he, would, he was so flaky. And I kept giving him chances and he would say the right things. And he was like, I'm going to take you to this concert. And I was so excited. It was like slightly stupid. I went, bought the new outfit. I don't know why I thought this time would be different. And he canceled like right before the concert that I was so excited to see. I took the outfit back, but I just was like, oh my God, that's it. I'm done. Like, it's just so disappointing to, I know how you feel and I, you know, I was at that point where I was like, I'm going to lose hope. I'm starting to lose hope. And then I feel like that's when a miracle happened. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. So you guys were, you started dating. I mean, help me to know like when it might be the positive time. Like, how did you know? Was it just like a comfortability with him or like what was different where you were like, oh my God, I have hope again. You know, I was so excited to see him again. And for me, that was a tell. Um, I was like, we went on the date and then we went out to Mexican food and I had a margarita, which I never do, <laughs> like a fishbowl size one. I was a little <laughs> bit dusty the next day. But I, that night I was like, hey, a farmer's market's tomorrow. Like I already was thinking about to making see him again. Plant. Like, yeah, then. Yeah. And he picked me up in the morning in his cute little truck and <sighs> he drove me to the farmer's market. And then I, I could tell he was hurting for certain. And we were, <laughs> I was like, let's go get you some brunch and a Bloody Mary. And then I saw like a garage sale I wanted to check out. And I was like, oh, let's just ask them out here. I was like, hey, do you mind coming over? I love yard sales. He totally was such a good sport. Um, but as far as like knowing, and I always was worried about that. Like, cause I think cause I had lost so much hope yeah. and I had been let down so many times I started to get like really cynical and like, I don't even yeah. know if it's true what they say. And like people tell you when you know, you know, I kind of like poo pooed that, you know? Yeah. Until I met him. And I guess the best way I can describe it is it's like 
everything I've ever lost returned to me. Like that feeling of like, ah, oh, like, yes, like this is it with a hundred percent certainty. And it was mutual, you know, like there yeah. was, our relationship was built on mutual respect. And I think that that was lacking in my dating world. And right. Just, just date. Like I, I was just like dating probably not the right people. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> what I'm doing, but I'm just so bad at dating. I'm like, you cannot get me to go on a damn app and like schedule a date and do, I just can't freaking do it. It's a lot of work. I mean, here you are running your podcast, you're interning and you're going to school. I mean, like you're living in New York, which is, I mean, I lived in New York. It's stressful. I, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of an exhausting town. I mean, just getting around, it's a grind, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So for at the end of the day, I mean, for you, I'm curious to hear how your dating stuff is going. I love now that I'm married and you know, it's been a while that I've been on the market. I love like talking to my single friends and help encourage them because <sighs> I mean, especially with COVID, I would be curious to see how that's been. If, oh my God. You know, I mean, you haven't really been able to like do normal things like go to concerts and no. have a normal dating experience. No. And it was funny because I felt like during COVID, you know, maybe it's just because we were locked down for so long. I felt like guys were maybe in this place of like, okay, maybe I'll, it's time to like, you know, commit and settle down. And now that everything is open again and people are going like freaking wild, it's like completely opposite now where it's like all those guys that you thought, okay, maybe they're ready to commit. Now they're just like, like swinging their dicks around because it's like, we're back. It's open. Let's piss around. Let's go crazy. So now I'm just like, okay, cool. (laughs) But (laughs) I didn't go out with anyone at all during COVID. And, um, you know, I'm on a dating app, but you really, you couldn't pay me to go on a date from a dating app. I just have no interest in it. It's work. You come home and you, it's like the last thing you want to do, you probably want to relax. And like, you're like, okay, I, I was on the dating apps too. And I liked Hinge. Um, I'm on that one. I yeah. felt like that was like okay. I felt like that was a lot more mindful. Yeah, but it was work, and I would I was famous for downloading it, checking out, with <laughs> deleting it, like, deleting it, and then yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just kind of seeing. I think maybe it went on like one date or something from Hinge. Um, but yeah, I just remember feeling like oh, this is so much work, and people would be like, "You need you know." Oh, that's the worst too when you're single is you get so much advice like, "Well, maybe you're being too picky," or and it's just like you don't want to hear that either. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I think one of my problems is I am very old fashioned. I do just really want like that. I either want to end up with someone that I already know, which is why like I was kind of I get excited about. Sh- I got it. I got to Isn't it so sad that we have to like tell our ourselves like don't get excited he probably is an asshole well I felt that way with my husband yeah. too. I was like god I keep waiting for the other I shoe keep to drop. waiting for the shoe to drop totally like he's and then gonna... one day it just won't do you do manifesting do you like think I, of all the qualities that you want I do to attract? manifest and I I have like a list of qualities I'm really looking for and I I really have been trying I'm I'm kind of a homebody but I've been really trying to like every day you know I'll put put a little bit of makeup on and I'll 
I'll walk around this, like I'll put myself in situations where I might meet someone because I know that he's not going to just knock on my door and show up. So I'll like, you know, I'll go to a bar with some friends and just kind of sit there and, and it's just like nothing ever happens. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll just keep doing, focusing and bettering myself. So now I've been going back to doing like reformer Pilates and getting my body right and tight and, you know, drinking less. And I'm just like, I'm trying to get it all right so that whenever someone does want to not be a fucking asshole, um, mm-hmm. it's time. I'm, I'm ready, baby. Oh, I can so really. I was I was right there too, and I, you know, I even I did a lot of like personal development. Yeah, and I was like reading every book and like you know also like I for me I had to really clear out the clutter too. Like, I mean, I'm a, what is it cleaned off my uh, life. I got rid of anything that like was relating to past yeah, relationships. Kinda, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I I did that for my life. And like, even just not talking to certain people, not talking to exes, like, I really was like, I need to change something up here to like, uh, you know, have the space for the right person to show up. And I remember feeling like, I really hope he's doing that too, my person. And believe it or not, he was like, he, <laughs> it was like New Year's and we met in April and he's like, I just knew I had to make a change because what I was doing wasn't working. Um, and we both kind of slammed a couple slammed some doors and then it worked out for us. But what did he, um, I don't think we ever talked about this. I mean, obviously he must've, he, you had followers. Like, did he know you from the show? Did he ever like, was that a topic that came up? Yeah. So he was like, I knew who you were from the show. Like he didn't watch the show, but he was just like, I knew there was a girl that was on the show from Phoenix. And then he never had social media. And he's like, you showed up on like the page, like the feed one day. And that's how I saw you. And then he's like, you know, like I went back and I was like, geez, he liked photos from like two years ago. <laughs> um, and he's like, I just had a crush on you. <laughs> and- and I go, you could have written me like two years ago. We could have just both saved each other a lot of time and, you know, heartache. And he was like, you know, I, we both went, we both went and ready. We were both kind of still going through, I think, these lessons. And honestly, like, I guess that's the silver lining. And that's what I'd say to you is like, I can like so appreciate him more having gone out with the frosted flakes and having been <laughs> let down so many times and like really having that moment of like okay like I I lost hope here <laughs> I mean you always you wanted to be a mom didn't you that was something that you really wanted I did and, and you know what's so funny the day we had our first date I had already had it set up I went I was looking into freezing my right, eggs I paid I remember that. the 300 bucks and yeah. I went and the guy was like oh yeah you, you're you looks like you're in good shape and then I remember even just telling him at that point I was like I was just like coming hot out the gate you know I was like just so you know I just went and looked into freezing my <laughs> eggs today like and I was kind of posing as like I whoever I'm with like I don't want them to feel pressure because of my age and he said to me on our first date like I really want kids and like if somebody didn't that would be like a non-starter for me mm-hmm. um so that was but yeah thank goodness for that thank but goodness yeah, we both we both agreed, and we had conversations about that. And then, as far as going back to the show goes, I mean, I will say that I felt like that was hard dating, and I'm sure that that comes up for you as well. And luckily, you know, he didn't watch it, and then I think he has like then he started to do more homework on me, and there was definitely some growing pain. Oh, of course, I bet. 
just because of my past was so public. And, and I think now that I've married and, you know, I have, like I said, so much respect for my husband. Um, like I kind of regret some of the things that like I might've talked about when I was in my twenties, opposed to like, now I have a kid and, but you know, you live in the one. I've always thought you were just the best. And the more that I watch it now, it's, you just made these like kind of cracky, funny comments and they just were like absolutely made to be so cruel, but it's so like silly. And I forgot someone reminded me that you were one of the only people who showed up on the tell all being in the top two, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you just got like crucified. I got real roaded, honestly, and I, I think you think you a little mental well. You kind of had a similar I did, and I, I mean, I was in the hot seat for a solid, like, four hours, and I just got absolutely destroyed, which ended up kind of working out in my favor a little bit because people got to see, like, kind of what I was <laughs> dealing with when I was in there. But, I've, you know, you don't often have one of the top two people um, go to the tell-all, which makes me think that you were literally just brought on just to get railroaded. You know, it felt that way. <laughs> I just was like, you know, in such a, and something I've never really talked about as well is like, uh, I was just in my, him and I weren't really talking. Like we hadn't been talking during that time, but my mom was also really sick mm. and it just, I just was like, I felt like the lowest of the low that was, and I felt like they did that to try to like maybe redeem me a little bit. Um, did really? Chris Harris and Chris Harrison was sick. He left. They left me on stage for like ten minutes. He was like throwing up. He had to go back to his what? trailer for ten. Yeah, they left me on stage, and he went back to his trailer to rest. And I'm like sitting there in front of the live, or you know, not live. It wasn't live at the time, um, but the audience and the girls were like saying things to me like it really I have PTSD from it honestly it was really traumatic yeah I mean probably once you won they were like okay we need to try to redeem her a little bit so there's like some some love for this couple maybe I don't really know well and I think maybe they were hoping that that would get it bring us back together but I remember telling him like just so you know I'm gonna do it and like we really weren't talking at that point in Uh. time uh. And so I just, gosh, it was, they, they actually, I think I ended up having them pay me because I kind of knew like, this is the, which they never, you know, they don't pay, pay you anything. Um, and I think I had, uh, them help me out with the dress or something. We had a couple questions. Well, first of all, I have a, just a comment from someone, Brittany, Givaza. I might have said that wrong. Not a question. I just wanted to say I responded to a story of hers last year when she shared that with adjustments, their wedding was going to happen. I was also a COVID bride and she was so sweet and congratulated me back. I just love her. That's so sweet. I feel for you, Brittany. Man, that was a, it was really tough to plan a wedding during COVID. Yeah, what hope, was that like? Uh, you know, Ultimately, it ended up exactly how I think it was supposed to be for me. Right. But we had uh, about 75, 85 on the guest list. And then we ended up just having immediate family. So 20 people total. Nice. Yeah. So the wedding, like on the day of, I was like so nervous. And I'm like, I think I would be absolutely mortified if there were 85 people here waiting to watch. (laughs) Oh, no way. I bet. I bet. Honestly, it like helped it to be exactly what it should have been kind of thing, you know, just like pare it down, simplify it. Yeah. 
I had the moment, I think it was starting to get away from me a little bit in the beginning. And I was like, I'm not going to be that way. But then you start planning and it's like this or that. Okay, well, we'll go a little bit here, a little bit more here. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was starting to get away from me. And so my wings got clipped. And uh, (laughs) and that was the thing is I was like, and he was like, let's just go down to the courthouse. And, you know, we already had the baby. We did it out of sequence to some people. (laughs) Who cares? Oh, I had people. Really? Yeah, I had one guy like took stop talking about like bragging about having a baby out of wedlock. I mean, I I still get a few trolls here and there. It's super rare, but, um, yeah. But, and then the thing is, is we had already paid for the venue and everything was pretty much non-refundable. And that really wasn't why, but it was like, I was like, let's just have a small, Mm -hmm. a little, it was really small and intimate and it worked out perfectly. I love it. I got to wear my dress. Yes, you did. (laughs) I see people like postponing and, you know, and postponing and still postponing. And I'm just really glad that we were able to do something and we'll be able to go back and celebrate uh, you know, on our anniversary. Well, of course we had questions about Ari. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna ask him because why not? Molly Millet, does she keep in touch with Ari, or maybe is friends with Lauren? Uh, you know, I obviously both live in Phoenix. I ran into him uh, recently, randomly, but uh, no, not really. Like I said, after I met my husband, like I just really didn't talk to exes, and I mean, I guess I would put him in that category. Um, but I've met Lauren. Yeah, like we went to dinner um, before I met my husband. Like I went to dinner with them. I actually was on a date with somebody else. Like nice. And I we lived in the same area, so I'd run into them all the time, and we'd say hi. And I think I think they're really a good match. Um, I'm really happy for him and his cute little family. Um, but no, I wouldn't say like oh we keep in touch or we're friends. I just I just uh, I'm in a different phase of life. Oh, let's go back to being a mom. Um, Lauren Sullivan, what are her favorite things about being a mom? You know, oh gosh, that's, so, uh, know, that's, that's a, a good question. one. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually like, there's just so many things I love. I mean, this is, it's like what I've always wanted. It's everything I've dreamt of and then some, mm-hmm. and it's just, he's such a joy. <laughs> I was at a place in my life where like, and you don't, you don't know how it's going to feel when you have this little human, but uh, it's true. Like your heart just grows three top sizes and, I just love the family time. Like I love when my husband comes home from work and we all just like sit around and play and they're laughing and we have like family dinner. I mean, it's just like, like you were saying, like you're a homebody. Like I just love our little family, um, family time. But, and just like watching his little, like him learning and the little milestones. Like we just started putting shoes on him and I'm just really savoring um, every little phase. Oh my God. And then, okay. On the flip side, someone wanted to know maybe the harder part of being a mom. Oh yeah. There's lots of learning. We're learning as we go. Um, you know, it's so hard. He was sick. He's had a couple ear infections and obviously seeing your kids sick and baby right now he can't talk. So that's really painful. Um, but yeah, I would say like the days are long and you know, you know, my husband's back to work full time. So I'm with the with him a lot I have help a couple days a week from my mother-in-law who's amazing um but yeah I mean I just think like balancing work and finding time to like if I find time to do something or see friends it's 
it's really got to count, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's like, so. you can't just like run out and like get your nails done or totally. like even just running errands with him is like, okay, it's 115 degrees and we're in and out of the car. So yeah, I guess that, I don't know if that made sense. It totally but. does. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to spend an hour of your week with someone, it's got to be a good hour. Got to be a worthwhile. Exactly. Oh, totally. If I, exactly. And I've got to plan it out. And so I will say that like, I do miss like some of the girl time and like, you know, like those things, but I just got like, when I get it, it's pretty great. Ooh, I like this question. I'm just kind of going in between questions now, but, um, there's no rhyme or reason to this, <laughs> but, the, uh, I, I did want to know, Michael Workman said like, as you were going through, right. And, you know, obviously later down the road, you find out you're the villain, but did you have like, and I don't know, in your intuition, did you think that that was happening? Like as it was playing out? Sadly, no, <laughs> I really didn't. Not until the end. And I, then I started, uh, I remember Ben said something to me like, they're saying this was going to be really bad for you. And I was like, what? Uh, like, what? Really? Um, I think I was pretty naive, honestly. I should have watched more seasons. Um, there was one producer I did a lot of interviews with. And looking back, he really gassed me up a lot. I feel like that's where a lot of the damage was done. And I've never seen or talked to him again. It was so weird. Really? Um yeah. And I think that he got a lot of, I felt really comfortable with him. Um, obviously, you know, you do like interviews with a of bunch course. of different people. I'm not blaming him, but I just felt really, I think he was really good. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I think that's, what's interesting is that I, you know, we've talked about this before, but like how in the moment you feel like this person's your best friend or like your, your best confidant or whatever. And then half the time. I mean, unless you're someone that like wants to keep going through the show, you know, you'll probably try to reach out and stay and connect and whatever, but like you'll oftentimes just never even hear from this person again. Exactly. And I remember in particular with him, like we talked when we weren't filming stuff too, but like he would talk to me about the other girls and that was like, he, he was like my girlfriend. Like he'd be like talking. Literally. Crap. Yeah. Like talking about the other girls. And I was like, wow. Like, so I felt like, looking back, like seeds got planted with me, um, about, you know, I remember they came to me at one point and they said, if you don't start talking about the other girls, you're going to look really weak because they're all talking about you. And I was like, what? I was like, I am like, like little, like things like that. Mm. that looking back, I'm like, I was kind of manipulative, you know? Totally. And then, yeah, I've, I get that question sometimes. And I'm like, you know, I knew things weren't going well necessarily, but I didn't think that it was going to air to be like as bad. I didn't even think, I felt for you so much. That's why I reached out to you because I, I saw through it and I was like, wow, this poor girl, like I want to reach out to her <laughs> because then you're just like tossed off the show left to deal with the totally. bag of shit in your hand. But in your case, like, I felt the same way about you. Like, I just thought that you were, like, confident and excited about the main guy. (laughs) Excited about about what was happening. And I felt like some of the girls were, like, mean girly. Yeah. I mean, they were really mean. Like, they said, like, mean stuff about you. And they were doing that to me, too. I don't know what all aired. I never really watched my season until I wrote my book. But right. when I watched it back, I just was shocked at, like, how some things were so taken, like, chopped, like, put in different places. Oh, my God. Yes. 
or just like something that you might have said that was in in the moment, like just cheeky or whatever. They'll put that kind of like, I don't know what to call the music, but the like dark, like a voiceover, like the villainous music in the background that's just very like dun dun dun. Oh, and like in the moment, you it was probably just like an off, you know, whatever. Blah blah. I think what was it? That conversation where you're like drinking and everyone's freaking out and you're just like, guys, let's just relax. Let's just have a good time. Like you probably weren't even (laughs) saying anything bad there, but I've always said like, I want people to watch the show with no music in the background. Like I, I wonder how much different we would feel about scenes if there was no music in the background. Oh, totally. And I, you know, I watch now like probably like the rest of America. Yeah. Obviously, I probably I don't I don't think you watch. I hear I think I heard you say you're not watching TV season. It's kind of sorta. I'm in and out. Yeah, and I kind of kind of go through those phases too. But like, I even find myself like, <laughs> you know, kind of buying in. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But don't you feel like some of these people now want to be the villain? Yes, and, that's why. And like you and I, I lived like- through it, and it was hard for both of us after. Like like this Queen Victoria. Like I don't Loves get it. like how. She loves it. Like how, yes. Like how do you deal with that hatred online? And honestly, Instagram's gotten crazier. Like, thank God it wasn't as bad as it is now, because I think I would have had a much harder time. But you still had such a hard time. You had a really hard time. I did. I had a, it created, it created a lot of anxiety for me, um, afterwards. And I would say like, even now, like, I feel like I finally 10 years later, uh, it it just took a lot of time. Like I'm sure you felt that way too. I mean, you might even, you're still a little bit. Yeah. I don't even think I'm like out of it yet. Um, I feel like I'm definitely like maybe over the hill a bit, but it comes up every once in a while, you know, it's, it's frustrating at times. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, is this like going to follow me forever? You know, it won't, it really won't. I know. It, it, will. it just kind of goes, I feel like it just kind of goes away to, you know, and now it's like, I can look back on me and really like have selective memory. Like I'm sure you do too. Like yeah. it's like when something traumatic happens, like, yeah. I'm glad I wrote my book because now a lot of it's so much has happened to in a short period of time for my life. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of that time. What do you look back on and like think fondly about? Well, I think, you know, the traveling was kind of like for the show, like as yeah. far as like filming goes, I really didn't love the filming no. part of it. And looking back, I'm like, Oh, that was pretty cool that I got to see all those places and, um, as far as that experience goes, looking back, I think after the show, like when we tried to make it work, you know, that was the last relationship since I met my husband that I had said the word, like those three words too. Right. Yeah. I, I hadn't said that, like it really, you know, like that was a real relationship for me. So there was a period of time where I thought we were going to make it. That was a pretty sweet thought. Um, but I think ultimately, like so much had happened the way our experience played out that we could never really over for me. I just don't think we really ever get over it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ugh. Well, Courtney actually was the one, if this says anything about her relationship with Ben, she, um, Ben was in New York when, I mean, y'all listen, I podcasted with him. And the reason I did that is because Courtney messaged me and she was like, 
you know, Ben's in town. You should try to get him on the podcast. He was someone that I was always like, he'll never go on. Like, cause he doesn't really do a lot anymore. Um, and I would have never even had the balls to DM him and be like, yo, come on. If it weren't for you. Oh, well, I'm so glad. I was like, oh my gosh, he should, he'd be a great one. And he was, yeah. I was like kind of thinking you guys would maybe even hit it off. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I actually wrote him too. And then I was like, yeah, you should, you know, he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, she's great. You, you know, I think you'd really like her. She's good people. Oh so, my God. Well, yeah, no, I, I do. It's all good to have cleared the air there. And we've, <laughs> we've had a few, I guess let's just, let's just tell this little story and we'll see if the Outlander fans come after us. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically I reached out to Courtney, I don't know, maybe like six, I don't even know, six months ago. I'm just throwing a number out there. Um, because I'm obsessed with this show called Outlander and, um, basically I had been watched. I don't even know how I found it, but I watched it and then I literally binged it in like 10 minutes. I could not stop watching. And the main guy, his character's name is Jamie Fraser. Um, but (laughs) his name in real life is Sam Hewen. Anyway, I'm, you know, like just stalking him like I would any actor I find really hot. And I see he follows Courtney. (laughs) So, and I had known like, you know, before getting married and obvious, like all that you had dated some high profile people. So I was like, okay, well maybe she's gone on some dates with Sam Hewen. Like what the hell? So I just reached out and I was like, Hey, how do you know (laughs) Sam Hewen? And you were like, Oh, he just like followed me. I don't even know years ago. And then he still follows me for some reason, even though I'm like a married mama. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, we had DM'd back, back when. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like probably the same sort of thing. And it was like a flyby message. And then it was like, you know, I was like, this is probably not him. Right. right? Yeah. A hundred percent. He seems, I never watched that show, but I'm like, he seems kind of like a big actor and it seems like he's got this following. Never. I still do. They haven't watched the show, but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely remember it being like, you should come to Scotland or wherever the hell it was. Scotland. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. So never went, so. never went, never met him. Right. You never met him. No, no, never met him. Never met him. It was just like one of those um, celebrity encounters. Anyway, I had tweeted um, something about like, help me. I can't stop watching Outlander. And I think I did it at night, like before bed. And I wake up the next morning and Sam Hewen himself had liked that tweet and then followed me on Instagram. And I almost, (laughs) I almost peed myself. It was so embarrassing. Um, and, um, I, nothing's happened. I think I tried to slide in the DM and say something and like, of course, like nothing happened. What are we supposed to do? But he still follows, which is really sweet. And I'm pretty sure someone was writing in my Facebook group, um, that there was this, um, the anonymous page that shall not be named, um, was, writing about how, oh my God, Sam Hewen follows Olivia. And there were all of these like theories that we were dating. (laughs) And I'm like, in my dreams, like, I don't know why he follows me. I have no clue. Oh my, I don't know if he follows me anymore. He doesn't actually. I checked. He unfollowed. 
Okay, well, I think I muted him a long time ago, so. <laughs> I meant that to is... tell you, it's official. He did He did say, oh, she's not available for me anymore. I'm going to unfollow. Oh, gosh. That is, yeah. you know, no celebrities. No, no, no. No, no, no. But anyway, I'm pretty sure I slid in the DM, and I think he was <laughs> so embarrassing. I think he was advertising some sort of, like, RV camping trip in Scotland, like a like a competition or a contest or whatever. And I wrote it. I wrote it, and I was like, I I would love to do this or something. And I think he signed me up. Literally, yeah, right up my like alley. That. Yeah, and he was just like, I don't know, did like a hard eyes or something, and that was it. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Oh my God, you shoot, what is it? You shoot your shot? You took your shot? I, sh- I mean, I wouldn't call that like a proper shot shooting, but also like I wasn't actually shooting my shot. Like Sam Hewen is not going to be like, oh great, sign me up for her. I, I won't let you date an actor. No, I would never. So. I mean, no, no, absolutely not. Especially not someone of his caliber because it's like. I think it was really him though. No, of I, re- I remember something like he was like, oh, I think he thought I lived in LA. And I was like, he said something like, oh, I'm in LA for, I don't know. This was like so long ago. Yeah, but years and years ago. Yeah. I was, but yeah, I just, I think it was him. So no, if it was for sure him. So you should be, we should both be honored. And, I know. <laughs> and and then we move along. I remember you messaging me like, I have the most random question for you. It was so weird. I was just, but literally like knowing you, didn't you like go on dates with like Jesse Metcalf or something? Am I making shit up? Oh yeah. I remember we were, okay, we were on and off for like a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like not surprised. Well, I went out with a couple comedians. Yeah. And then you just kind of realized like, oh, we just want this normal is not tea. great. Yeah, no, I I could not date a comedian or yeah, or an actor, especially because Sam is in, I think he's in uh, Scotland, like six months out of the year, at least. So goodbye. But that was a funny (laughs) little cheeky story. (laughs) And I'm so happy that there's apparently humans on the anonymous internet who think that I'm dating Sam Hewitt. He does podcasts randomly. Like, part of me kind of wants to ask Sam Ewan on, like, one of my last episodes. Oh, you know, it's so funny. I think I remember thinking, like, is he a Bachelor fan? Like, because, you know, there have been celebrities that are fans. I feel like we see that a lot more now. Yeah. He uh, did. Um, he went on that one Barstool podcast, not the big one. Um, but the, well, actually it is kind of big. What's it called? Shit. I can't remember. Anyway, he did a podcast. I probably, he probably only had like 20 minutes to talk, but like, Hey, I'll take 20 minutes with Sam Hewen. I think at this point, I'm so sad your podcast is ending. I just have to say, I'm so proud of you. You're so clear. You're so concise. You ask the most thoughtful questions. I honestly thoroughly enjoy listening every week. so so sweet. You're like yeah, the best I really human. Did. That's I'm not just buttering your biscuit. I, I really am proud of you for committing to it for four years. It can't be easy, um, and that's years. a really attractive quality. I think that somebody will see in you too. Like you have this great work ethic. I mean, I would totally love to hook you up with like a dream boat. It's just, I just know it's going to happen. And I did listen to your podcast, the psychic one. And so I saw you were at a rooftop party. I was so proud of you. (laughs) I I was like, you go girl, wear your flirty dresses. I get all these messages from people that are like, are you wearing a sundress? (laughs) (laughs) I believe in that stuff. I I swear psychic told me about Umberto, like, 
five years before I met him. You're I, kidding. Wait, what I happened? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I love psychic. Tell me everything. What what happened with your psychic? Were they? Oh, I went after the show. I went like I was struggling. I was in a tough place. I was uh-huh. single. I think it was like right before I wrote my book. It was probably about thirty, and yeah, yeah, it was about thirty. And I went to kind of find like get some clarity, down on love, and yeah, we just went through a bunch of stuff. And she said, "Yeah, I your guy. I see your guy." He's very well dressed and he's very muscular. And my husband is like, if you saw his suit rack, he would die. No. Um, I always sing a song like, every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man. Like, oh, that's yeah. like what he's known for. Um, but yeah, so, and she's like, and he's like in New York. Like, he's like walking in New York. He's like really what? strong. And yeah, and him and I lived in New York at the same time when I was modeling. He was going to law school in New York. You're so. Kidding. We lived in New York at the exact same time, passing ships in the night. Wow. And she even said his name. And and the name, she's like, it's like a really weird name. Like, it's like, it's very unique. You're she, kidding. She was, like, he, she was like, he works out all the time. And I have to, I have the audio. I just haven't been able to go back. I need to go back and listen to it. Um, but yeah, she's like, that's, that's your guy. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to um, do like an actual official because like you know I talk to mediums and stuff on the podcast but half of the time I'm like trying to get to know them and the art of what they do so I feel like I've never actually had a proper like sit down focus in pay attention kind of like oh it's so great I mean it's so fun to do once in a while and obviously like some people are anti yeah. it's a little spendy too but like for me like I after it, like, my once. mom passed, I did it and it was really helpful for me. Yeah. Um, as far as like just kind of getting not closure, but like just, it was helpful, I guess. And like some sort of grief, I was going through a lot of grief. Um, but yeah, no, I, if you should call this lady, she's great. I'm thinking about it. Well, maybe I, I don't want to be a, a skeptic, but sometimes I'm like, is this really working over FaceTime? I feel the same way. And I feel like the one that you had on your podcast kind of said, oh yeah, it is the same. But like, if yeah. you're ever in Santa Monica, actually she moved. She was in Santa Monica. Now she's in Palm Springs, but I feel the same way. And the last one I did was over the phone. And I will have to say that it was a lot harder to digest and um I don't think it was as strong of a reading as I've had before maybe I could you're in New York I mean there's gotta be someone here I need to like really outsource that like I really want to get someone I just prefer like in person I mean obviously I would do it I I believe in that stuff I really do um and I've had a few mediums on and I feel like every time I've had one on, they've touched on something like, um, I had Chris on and he said before I had moved to New York and gone to school, this was a year ago. He was like, something big is going to happen to you in like August or September. And I literally found out in August, I got into NYU in September and moved to New York city. So like, little things like here and there. Um, but yeah, I'd like to do just like one proper. I really liked what that one said to you about that. That sounded kind of promising. And I guess I know you're single and I'd be curious to see what the vibe is like in New York right now with COVID, but also like if you're going to be there, because for me, that was a lot of it too. And I met my husband, I moved from LA. I've been there for 14 years. Like I looked up one day and I was like, I don't want to raise a family here. Like I don't want to raise kids here. I need, I moved your model and I'm not doing that anymore. So I got to go. 
But yeah. I'm just curious, like for you, like, are you going to, where do you want to put your roots down? Like, I love like, what York. if you meet the man of your dreams in New York? I'm just saying, posing this as a question for you. Like, and then are, do you, are you okay if you end up in New York or oh, do you yeah. see yourself somewhere I else? I love New York. I would love I would love to stay here as long as possible. I mean, my sister's like, I could see you being like a New York dweller till you're like a hundred. Like that's just how, but like my thing is, and I talked to my friend about this last night. She was also complaining about how men here are just the worst, which she's not wrong. But I was like, I do still have a shred of hope that he's here in New York. And only because I love the concept of like being in a relationship with someone in New York. And it's like, we can have our apartment and stay home if we want, but also there's so many fun things that we can do. Like literally we can just look at each other and be like, Hey, let's go get a drink at the bar across the street and like maybe stay out till 2am. Like who knows? Like it's just so fun. that It's so mobile of a city. There's so many activities. Um, I just like, this is a place I would love to be in a serious relationship with someone. And I haven't had that yet, but I think it'd be really fun to have a boyfriend in New York City, you know? You When you have a boyfriend in New York City. <laughs> it, 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 okay, yes, you're right. I'm going to change it. When I have a boyfriend in New York City, it's going to be really fun. And obviously, like, my mom um, met my, my dad in New York, and they, you know, dated all throughout New York. And then that's when she was like, I don't want to raise children here. And so that's when we moved. I've like, I've been a nanny in in the city. So I know how difficult it can be to be a mom yeah, in the city. Like having I think to it would be brutal. Yeah, it'd be hard. Like getting the, I, even at me, when I have two kids or nanny, two kids, it's like, I got to get the stroller into the elevator and then I got to some, it push the door. Like there's just all these little things being in New it's York. It's such a mother. grind. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's just like harder. And of course you have go to these bacteria infested parks because that's literally the only thing you can do with a kid. It's just like go to the park, have fun, roll around in the bacteria. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh God, gross. But, <sighs> but I could be, but yeah, mother. if you could do it, then you, then I think you should. And I think that's, you know, and I, you know, it's funny. I think that it's tough dating anywhere. Cause I felt that way in LA. Um, it's like you said, you'll go out with somebody you yeah. like and maybe it goes well and that doesn't work out. That's discouraging, but each time you'll get closer to what you, what you want. And I just, I, I guess when I lived in New York, I was single and I did go out on a couple of dates. I guess I could see that. Like I heard that New York guys, like it's more of a like players club, you know, they're just like, I think the problem, but isn't that everywhere? <laughs> I think dating sucks everywhere, to be honest. Like, I don't think New York is an anomaly and how awful it is, but I just think the problem is everyone in New York, first of all, is hustling all the time. So it's really hard to like, you know, you'll meet, you'll go on a date with a guy and then he's like out of town for work and then he's gone. And it's like, it's, it's hard to get in like a rhythm, um, with someone. And there, there are just so many beautiful people here. And so I feel like there's, um, there are, gosh, there's so many good looking people even, here. In um, the style. Yeah, my, my friend, Michael G who's been on the podcast, I thought it was one of his worst interviews ever, but regardless, he did an interview and I guess there's some truth to what he said, um, with like New York magazine or something where he was like, you know, you're going on a date with Jenny and Jenny's beautiful and gorgeous and smart, but you're hesitant to commit to Jenny because 
because you might meet Tammy tomorrow night and she's smarter and more gorgeous and more beautiful. And I'm just like, literally, is that how they think? Like I, I literally can't, but. And and I don't think you want to be, when does that go away? And like, and I think that I will say like, I, I've had friends admit admit that like, even with the dating app, like, Oh, it's like this person seems great. It's like almost like uh, uh, the next best thing. Yes, and yes. I guess that it's just finding somebody who knows what they want. I mean, that's just, and by the way, I've never heard of a couple got girls that have dated him. I mean, what makes him the greatest catch? Literally. <laughs> I haven't met him. I don't know, but I feel like I've heard stuff. But anyway, that's I'm kind of out of that world. I would be curious to see, though, if you'd be open to dating bachelor people or. Is that like, like a hard no for you? It's not a hard no. I I just would I wouldn't date a bachelor person who's like in it right now, because um, I have no desire to like ever do a show again. And I feel like if I went on a date with someone who was still like, for example, if I went on a date with someone from I don't even know like Clarentasia season or even like Katie season. I wouldn't trust that those guys weren't just like gunning for paradise the next second. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If there was someone like from an old school season that, you know, was out of it a little bit and like looking for a relationship and not to jump back on TV, I'd be open to it. Um, It would probably maybe be even easier because I, there would be some like understanding there, but certainly, but certainly not someone who's like fresh meat. I just would have no interest. I feel like there could that I could see that happening. I could see with like a really successful like Wall Street guy, like and Sue. I don't know. It's just it's actually like so exciting. Like the world's your oyster and like once you have like once you find the right person you you have it. So it's just I'm excited for you actually. I'm really I really am too. I really want like I can't wait for the day I get to call you and be like, Courtney I met him. Like I, I so want that. Like I've never been more just like, I just know it's my time. And, and that's why I do get so discouraged when, you know, I get ghosted or I get whatever, because I got it going on, baby. I do. You do. I'm like, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like I have it going on. I've never been able to say that. I've been like the most insecure, like, you know, not ready to, and now I'm just like, yeah, here I am, babe. And like, but still it's like crickets, but I don't know. I don't know. I just got to keep exciting. You're going to fight. It's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen so fast. It's going to make your head spin. Ah! And you just keep making your good choices. Oh my God. Have have fun with it too. I mean, I remember when I was dating, I was, it's easy to say now, right? Like, Oh, have fun with it because (laughs) it is exhausting. And sometimes like, Oh, like, Everyone's like, give him three days at least. And it's like, I knew within five minutes, like I wanted to leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, That's like the beauty of like, as you get older, like, you know, yeah, you just know things and you just know. And like, so you don't waste your time. I mean, even that, that part is when when someone's like super into you and you're not like, I even got good at setting boundaries. Like, Oh, you know what? Sorry. I just don't see this going anywhere. Like whatever it is, you're breast smells or your hairs is a little. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm just like, you know, I, do you watch Love Island? You probably don't even have time to watch TV. I, I tell my husband, we'll, it'll be on at night. We go to bed somewhat early, but 
it's, it seems like it's on TV all, all the time. It's on like every night, literally. So we catch like snippets yeah. of it. I'm like, what is going on here? And how do they have the budget to have this on? I don't, it's, it's the best show. I think it blows Bachelor out of the water. I think it's such a really? good show. Really? Oh okay, God, well, yeah. well, I'll put it, I'll record it. Just even just like having it on the background, what I love is like it doesn't seem produced. It's just like people hooking up, hanging out, trying to find love. But what's interesting to me is, and this is something that I'm really like later in life, I'm like, stop with the ghosting. I would rather you message me or call me or say it to my face and be like, I'm just not into you. I yeah, am not feeling it. <laughs> Literally, like I would rather, I don't think men understand that like it hurts less like that than getting ghosted and like, sitting there thinking, what did I do wrong? Why did this go this way? What, what, like th that really sends people into a tailspin. And I just think it's like the most cruel way to go about dating. And what I love about love Island is they'll just be like, they'll be dating. And then they just sit down and they're like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. And then they're like, okay, great. You know, like, Moving on. Yeah. yeah. The to follow, but oh, that, that's like the honesty. Yes. And they can like coexist together and live together and like maybe even become friends after that. Like ghosting someone is a surefire way to be like, yeah, no, I have no respect for you. I want nothing to do with you. Whereas you could maybe work towards like a friendship if you're like, yeah, you know, you're not my person, but like you're a cool person, you know? It's all, it's all it takes. It's all it takes, guys. Come on. Oh, well, I'm sure you have plenty of friends. And I would, I mean, are you still friends with your ex? I think I heard that on another yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Me and, me and Justin are still good friends. I thought his name was Just. Yes. <laughs> Just, well, yeah, he goes by Just. Um, I go, who's Just? Just, yeah. <laughs> no, we're still good friends. Like, yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't talk for like a month after we broke up, but mostly just because I was like, you know, I was hurting and whatever. But when he reached out and said, you know, I'd really love to talk to you, um, I was totally open to it. And so now we talk like we'll FaceTime every three weeks. We'll do a catch up, which is always funny to me because I'm like literally nothing new is in my life in the last three weeks. But but like <laughs> we never talk about dating because I don't want to know. And that's just that. But like at the end of the day, I love him. I care about him. Like we met in such a unique way and, and he was honest until the end with me. There was no bullshit. Like I love him. I'll always think that the highest of him. And so will my family, cause you know, we met him all together when we were in Amsterdam. So, but that's like one of the first kind of, I, I think I'm only friends with like two, two exes, him and someone else. But other than that, I, I, I don't. But I like that. Like, I, th that's kind of my first, like, successful post-dating ex-friend. It's always nice to, like, put a bow on things. Yeah. I was famous for doing that. And then I realized, like, that wasn't helping me. Like, it, for me personally, it was holding me back, I think, in some areas. So, but it's hard to, you know, it's comfortable. And it's almost like it is a relationship in some ways. You're getting 100%. some of those you know, so it's just something to keep in mind. Um, yeah. Maybe it works out. I just was like, oh, the long distance is so hard. It's when I so saw you hard. in that relationship, I was so happy yeah. because you look so happy. And, but I was like, gosh, long distance, yeah, and then hard. COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
like, I think it was less hard, but only because, you know, I have my, my Delta flight benefits. So I could literally just hop on a flight every two weeks and stay for like nine, 10 days or whatever. Um, and so I, I realized that we had it probably like easier long distance wise than some people do. Um, and like while we were together, we were so happy. Like that last trip, I mean, literally we were in Africa together. We were in South Africa. Um, like, I think we landed back in the U S on like May 7th and everything shut down like May 13th or I'm sorry, March 13th, um, in March. And so, and when we left each other in Amsterdam, we had not heard anything about COVID literally. And when we were leaving Johannesburg, we heard nothing about COVID. And so not until I landed in the U S was I like, Oh my God, am I ever going to see my boyfriend again? And we tried for like a month and then I think it, it just, we were, I mean, we were both freaking out. Like, what the hell are we going to do? You know, like, I, I can't be as much as I love you. Like, I can't be sitting here missing you for a year and, and, and maybe more. I mean, obviously, like, if we were still together, we might have for the first time been able to see each other like last month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the borders to the EU have been closed. They might even still be. I'm not sure. But oh, well, now with this whole Delta thing. Oh, and I know. I know. I know. Like, I know people that are vaccinated that are getting yes, it. Yes, me and, too. Like, me too. Ugh, That's not like, I'm that like, is it time been? for the booster? Like, what? what's yeah. next? I'll get it. Boost Sign me, me up. up. I know. Yeah. Me too. Boost me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. You're right. I know. But that's but not going to work. Okay. No. No, but, um, but I keep swiping, girl. Okay. You can just. I am gonna. Is unacceptable. Unacceptable. I'll text you. I'll text you after this because I don't want to keep you on the phone forever. But oh, it's all good. I'm so glad to talk to you. I'm. So, I, I hope that you come back because it's something that you got a lot going on. It's, it's just. So, it's so meaningful to me that you're like someone who is you know listened and always has been like one of my favorite people ever to talk to. And I seriously, like sincerely hope that we can be, you know, friendly forever. Cause I just really like, I think you're one of the nicest, coolest people. And, um, I don't think that of many humans. So <laughs> this whole thing, you're so sweet. Oh, I love to have a girl's trip someday. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. Get a group together. Like you said, those things are far too far between for me, but I would Apple always, you always have a friend in me, girl. Oh I'm always God, in your I corner. Know. I know it's so special. I wish like, part of me it kills me that you you had that experience with like villainry but I am glad that you're appreciated um even for being a villain like you are the best ever but also just like the most ridiculous I mean you're the one of the literal nicest people I've ever met in my life and um it's so crazy. Um, like, like, luckily, I've met friends like through other seasons, and yeah, of course. I just I do get a little envious when I see how all these girls are like so close. And, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's really sweet of you, and uh, it's it's all good. It's just like like yeah. Sometimes I'm sure you feel so like oh my god, I can't believe I was a villain. I guess I can hang my hat on that. <laughs> I'd rather be that than boring. <laughs> Totally. I mean, at least we're memorable. Jesus. Yeah. People still talking about you 10 years later, girl, all the time. Oh, my God. You just own it. <laughs> all righty. Well, it was great hanging out with you. You're the best. I love you. I'll call you later. 